Welcome back, everyone, to the center of college football, and it is with great joy that I get to say that college football season starts at the time I'm posting this tomorrow. Wow. When the Big Ten and the Pac-12 canceled everything, I thought it was over, and we made it. Um, Austin P in Central Arkansas played their first game the other night. And we're here. We made it. We, we've made it. It's not the season we expect. We only have 77 teams playing. But we're here. And we've made it. So I officially get to start my second full season of this show. And I could not be more excited. So a couple quick updates on how this season is going to work as it differs from last season. I'll have episodes now come out every Wednesday morning, if I can. Uh, if there's some change, I'll try to keep you guys posted. Follow my Instagram, just the center of college football. If there's any changes, I'll let you guys know, but it should be Wednesday mornings. I should be able to get them done sooner now since there's no Pac-12 after dark games, so I could probably record Saturday night um, and get that all prepped and ready to go for Tuesday. Um, as far as the eliminators go, uh, I'll still be doing conference eliminators the same. I'll wait a couple weeks, um, just cause there's not going to be any teams getting eliminated from conference championships for a while. Um, but I will be doing the playoff eliminator immediately next week. I'm going to be doing that a little different than I have in the past. Um, as I've done in the past, Power five teams um, get eliminated from the playoffs after two losses. Group of five teams get eliminated after one loss. And if you lose to a group of five team or an FCS team, you're out. How I'm doing it this year is just across the board. If you take two losses, you're out. And if you lose to a group of five team, you're not automatically out because there's just less teams. And I think there's going to be a higher chance for teams to make the playoffs. Honestly, I may end up bringing some two teams back from the dead. We're going to have to see how this works. I know a lot of people have predicted two lost teams to make the playoffs. I'm not one of those people, but um, we'll see how that works. Uh, if you lose to an FCS team, though, I will say you're you're done. You're, you're done. Because um, I just don't think if you lose to an FCS team, you're going to be able to make it into the playoffs. And then I'm going to be starting something new. Um, I will be, as in the past, be picking probably my top 10 games every week and doing a little bit more of an in-depth analysis on those games. But I will be doing every single game and just a quick who I'm going to have win and posting that on Instagram probably whatever the first day of that week is because I know some weekends start on Friday, some start on Wednesday, whatever the first day is, I'll post then. Um, I'm not going to do it this week just because there's only nine games. So you'll be able to hear all those here. But yeah, this season's going to be very different. I may change some stuff up midway through the season. I'll let you guys know. Um, but for this episode, I'm going to be doing uh, my preseason picks. So that's going to be my preseason conference champions. Um, my, I'm going to be doing my New Year's Six Bowl predictions just because I'm not sure if bowl season's even going to happen. The New Year's Six Bowls are really the only ones I'm confident are going to happen. So I'll predict those, and then I will be doing my top 25. This isn't a preseason top 25 per se. This is what it's going to be going into playoff selection weekend. So after the regular season and conference championships are over, this is what I think the top 25 will look like. I'll talk about these teams' records a little bit. Um, and yeah, let's jump right in. Um, we'll start things off with my, let's go ahead and jump into my conference championship picks. I'll go conference by conference with all six of the conferences that are playing, give you my quick records of them, um, and who I think is winning. So first for the conference USA, I think it's going to be Western Kentucky versus UAB. UAB, I think, will go 10-1 and one in the regular season. Their only loss is going to come on the road to Miami, who's going to be pretty good. UAB is going to be, um, it's it's still early in the season. It's week two. Um, so I think, you know, they're still going to be getting things a little figured out. 
Um, but their conference schedule is easy. They do play Western Kentucky in the regular season. That's probably going to be their hardest game. That and Southern Miss, but both are at home. And I think the revenge factor for both of those games is going to be a lot. So give me UAB um, for the West champion. And then the Eastern champion, Western Kentucky. I think I'll go about 9-2. and two. Western Kentucky had a lockdown defense last year. They started out really bad with a loss to Central Arkansas State. Won against FIU and then lost to Louisville. And then won 8 of their next 10. The only losses coming to Marshall and Florida Atlantic, which lost them the division. But they beat some good teams. They knocked out UAB. They beat Army, who wasn't amazing. But um, they murdered Arkansas on the road. They took down Southern Miss soundly. I mean, this, you know, they... And they were 22nd in the nation in defense. This was a good team. I think they'll lose, again, two games. I think they lose at Louisville. Louisville's going to be great this year. And as I said before, on the road at UAB. So, conference championship, 9-2 and Western Kentucky versus 10-1 and UAB. I think Western Kentucky comes back with a bit of revenge from the regular season matchup, has time to prep, and wins the Conference USA over UAB. Uh, I know that's not the most popular pick, but I think that Western Kentucky does it here. Moving on to the Sun Belt Championship. Um, it's going to be pretty cut and dry. Um, I think it's going to be Appalachian State versus ULL, same as it's been the last couple years. First, let's start off with Appalachian State. I think they go 9-2, and two, but the two games that I have them losing aren't very popular. Uh, I think the first one, I think they're going to drop a game to Marshall. Marshall has a really good returning production. They're a good team. And Appalachian State, I think they're going to be very good, but they're going to need some time to work some stuff out. They lose Eli Drinkowitz to Missouri. Their returning production's pretty good, but again, losing a head coach is going to be tough, and there's going to be some growing pains. So... I think that it's going to take some time, but after Marshall, they play Campbell, have a bye week, and by October, that's when their first big tough game is against ULL. I think they win that and are kind of rolling at this point, and then they get tripped up near the end, final stretch. They will have clinched the division at this point. They lose a game to Coastal Carolina. I think Coastal Carolina is going to be very good this year. You know, they beat Kansas last year, went 5-7, and seven, and they are number one in the Sun Belt on returning production, which I know I talk about returning production a lot, but that is important this year. With very little spring practice, you need guys that are in the system. So I think Coastal Carolina gets a win there and puts uh, Appalachian State at 9-2. and two. Then looking at ULL, I think they will be 8-3 and three going into this game. Um, and the three games I have them losing are against really good teams. I think they lose to Iowa State, who I think is going to be better than most people expect, and everyone's high on them this year. I think they lose to Appalachian State, as I said before. It's on the road. App State's a very good team. And then I think they lose to UAB. Again, as I talked about before, UAB is going to be very, very good. ULL, they were good last year, but they didn't really have a lot of quality wins. I mean, they were 11-3, and that's true, but the best team they probably beat was... I don't know, Miami of Ohio, Liberty. Um, I mean, they were eight-win group of five teams. Um, so, and, I mean, their returning production's, eh, 55th in the nation. It's it's in the high end, but it's still not amazing. Uh, but I think that division, I mean, that division is rough, guys. That's what South Alabama, Texas State's, Arkansas State's really the only other team in the division that's worth a damn. Um, ULM, I mean, so I think ULL wins this division pretty easily. And then I think Appalachian State is still head and shoulders above almost everybody in that conference, and they come back and win the Sun Belt pretty easily. Then we move to the American. Okay, for the first time, a group of five conference has major major playoff hopes with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 out. I frankly think if a AAC teams runs the table, they will be in the playoffs. They can't keep them out. But this year, the AAC is running differently. They have 11 teams, so it's just the top two teams get in. It's not Western or Eastern. So at the number one seed, I have the University of Central Florida Knights. UCF had a bad year last year. They finished in the top 25 and went 10-3. and What a bad year. Yeah, 
but um, they're going to want to get back on top. Uh, Mackenzie Milton's coming back. Dylan Gabriel's a phenomenal quarterback. They have two really good quarterbacks. <laughs> um, they're 30th in the nation in returning production. Their really only big loss is Gabriel Davis. Uh, Josh Heupel's a phenomenal coach, and their schedule is pretty easy. Um, they only have nine games scheduled so far. They have a game scheduled against FIU, but the date hasn't been set on that because FIU pushed back their season. Their toughest, their two toughest games are Georgia Tech, who could be could be a test. Um, I think Georgia Tech's going to pull off some upsets this year, so watch out for that one. And at Memphis, but UCF is 13-0 against Memphis. They have never lost to Memphis. Plus, Memphis lost Kenneth Gainwell. So even though it's on the road, I think that UCF will get the win here. Cincinnati may also be tough, but it's at home, and they haven't lost a home game since like 2016. So I think UCF goes 9-0. Then the number two seed, I have the SMU Mustangs. SMU's returning production isn't the greatest. It's 70. It's like right in the middle, but their schedule's not bad. And Shane Bouchel, oh my gosh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in that conference, and he's definitely he's in he's up there in the country. Um, I think they lose two games. I think the first one they lose is to TCU, which this this one I went back and forth on. I mean, I could see this going either way. This is going to be a fun early season game. But I think TCU is going to want to get a win here after losing last year. Um, I think TCU is going to be better. It's at home for the Horned Frogs. It's on a Friday. I think TCU wins that one. And I think they lose Temple. Temple tends to pull an upset every year. It's on a short week coming off a win against Navy. So I think Temple wins that one, but that's one conference loss. They will beat Memphis. They will beat Cincinnati. So I think SMU makes it in at 10 and 2. Then this champion this championship's gonna be fun, guys. I mean Mackenzie Milton, we're probably it's probably gonna be Dylan Gabriel, but Dylan Gabriel versus Shane Bouchelle, are you kidding me? They both both teams lose their star receivers again in Gabriel Davis and um James Frochet to the Bills and the Ravens, respectively. This is still going to be a fun game. I think UCF is playing with a chip on their shoulder to try to get into the playoffs after that 2017 season, and I think they win this game and hit 10-0. Then moving to the Big 12. You listen to my Big 12 episode. This is going to be a controversial pick. Again, these are the top two seeds, and my two seed is Iowa State. Iowa State, I think, will be 9-1, with one loss being to Texas. Um, it's a road game. Te this was one of Texas's most embarrassing losses with that last-second field goal. Iowa State, I think, will be 8-0 at this point. They're going to be hearing the noise. They will have beaten Oklahoma. I think they upset Oklahoma. I I I'll say that now because it's the week before Oklahoma plays Texas. Um... And I think they're going to—I think that Iowa State will beat Oklahoma and then a few weeks down the road beat or lose to Texas. They'll have some good quality wins against Oklahoma State, TCU. So they go 9-1. and one. Then at the number one seed, I have Texas. Yes, Texas is back. No, calm down. Um, Texas, I think, also goes 9-1. and one. I think they beat Oklahoma. That game I went very back and forth on until Kennedy Brooks opted out. Um— and I think Texas pulls it off here. I think Texas is very talented. They could completely fall apart. That's a possibility. But they have TCU. Or the, there's really five teams in the Big 12 that are going to be good and five teams that are going to be bad. Kansas State's going to walk that line, but I think they're going to fall more into the bad side. Top five, it's going to be Oklahoma, Texas, TCU, o Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. And the bottom is going to be West Virginia, Baylor, Texas Tech, Kansas, Kansas State. Texas gets TCU early in the season at home. They have Oklahoma coming off an Iowa State loss. The one loss I think they take is Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State's always kind of had Texas's number, and I think they go on the road and lose to them. Iowa State, they have at home, which is a big deal for them. And I think that they're going to want to get that win after losing last year. So 9-1 Texas, 9-1 Iowa State. I think kind of a bummer Texas beat Iowa State because it's hard to beat a team twice. I think Iowa State is going to be talented enough with Brees Hall, Brock Purdy to come back and beat Texas for the Big 12 championship game. Texas 
outside of 2005, they seem to always have really good seasons, but not great seasons. They slip up once or twice, and it's just not enough to get them to a national championship. And that's what's going to happen here. It happened in 2018, happened in, what was that, 2009? Granted, they made it to a national championship, they just lost. So I think Iowa State is your Big 12 champion this year. Then the ACC. Okay. There's people have already basically set this as Clemson, Notre Dame, and I'm not one of those people. Um, this is going to be just a top two seeds type deal for the ACC. They completely got rid of divisions because they added Notre Dame, um, which I think is interesting. Um, but I still think it's going to be a team from each division. So at the number two seed, I actually have North Carolina. North Carolina looks very promising. Um, Sam Howell is a phenomenal quarterback. Um, Daz Newsom is an insane receiver. That duo is going to be unstoppable. And North Carolina's schedule is easy. I mean, it is easy. They avoid Pitt, who's just kind of an upsetty team. They avoid Clemson in the regular season. Um, I mean, they don't play a lot of tough teams. North Carolina State could be good. They don't play them. Their biggest test is going to be against Notre Dame, who they get a bye week to prep for. It's at home. Um, and I th frankly think they, they beat Notre Dame. Um, I think they're going to be a bit better. Um, they're going to be sitting at 9-0 and at that point, and they're going to be pumped. Um, it's a Friday game, and, you know, a lot of these weekday games, the home team wins. So I frankly think North Carolina goes 10-0, and makes the ACC champion, yeah, the ACC championship. But before they go, they kind of get Miami'd by Miami. Um, what I mean by Miami'd is go undefeated, look ahead to the champ conference championship game, and then you lose. Um, I think they lose their last game to Miami. Miami kind of got embarrassed by North Carolina last year. It was North Carolina's fault that Miami had the worst start in a long time to a season. Um, and I think Miami's going to remember that. Miami will be 7-3. and three. Uh, I think they'll lose to Louisville, Clemson, and Virginia Tech at that point. Um, and North Carolina's going to look ahead to Clemson. And they're going to walk into Miami and lose to the Hurricanes. Um, so North Carolina will be 10-1. and one. And then, okay, the number one seed. Th this is a no-brainer, guys. It's Clemson. It's Clemson. Everyone knows it's Clemson. I'm, I'm sorry, but Clemson is just so much better than everyone in the ACC. I mean, everyone. They have one tough game, and it's against Notre Dame. It's on the road, that's true, but it, it's, God, it's Clemson, guys. I mean, this team is just so, it's not even just the players. It's the coaching that is so much better in every way. Um, the only games I could really see as slip-ups here are Notre Dame, as I said before, and frankly, potentially Virginia Tech. The same thing that could happen to them that happens to North Carolina. Look forward to the conference championship game and lose on the road. They need to watch out for those games, but if they can get, if, even if they only lose to one of them, they're going to make it. And Clemson versus North Carolina, that's set for the conference championship game. This is going to be a fun one, but I think Clemson has enough to kind of pull it out in the end. It's going to be closer than most people expect, but give me the Tigers in this one. And finally, the S. E C championship. First off is Alabama for the SEC West champion. I think that Alabama um, will kind of bounce back. I know I said they'd not be as good in my reviews and previews, but that was before this new schedule came out, and it's frankly a lot easier, I think. They made out like bandits having to only play Kentucky and Missouri. Um, Texas A&M, Auburn, and maybe LSU, I think, are the real only threats to them. Auburn and Texas A&M, they have at home. Um, and Texas A&M hasn't really been able to compete since 2012. And ever since, I mean, it's Auburn, Alabama has become a whoever, whoever's playing at home wins. The last time the away team won was 2015, and the last time Auburn won 
in Alabama, I think was 2010. So it's been a minute. And I, I think Alabama is just going to be better. The one team, I have them losing one game. It's um, it's um, Kentucky. I think they're going to lose to Kentucky. This is not a joke. Here's why. It's sandwiched between LSU and Auburn. The two two of the teams that you're going to need to beat if you want to win this division. Kentucky is one of the best O-lines in the SEC. Kentucky gets better as the year goes on. This is Alabama's third to last game. It's November 21st. Terry Wilson's going to be a good quarterback. I think Alabama completely overlooks this game. And Kentucky walks in to Bryant-Denny Stadium and beats Bama. Yeah, Kentucky got Bama. So that's, yeah, that's... <coughs> oh, excuse me. So, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, yeah, as far as the East goes, um, I actually have Florida winning the East this year. Uh, their schedules... It's not as easy as it was. They got Texas A&M and Arkansas out of the West. Not the worst picks, but not the best. Um, I think they lose. They go eight and two. I think they lose two games. The first one I think is to Texas A&M. Um, it's early in the season. It's on the road against Kellen Mond. They're going to be coming off that loss to Alabama. They're going to be a little mad, and I think that I, the swamp and um. Texas A&M Stadium, I'm blanking on the name, I'm sorry, are going to be the hardest places to play this fall. Easy. Um, and I think Texas A&M's home field advantage gets them the win over Florida. And then the last one is actually Tennessee. They're going to get Miami'd. That, I'm using that term. Miami's a verb now. Deal with it. Um, they're going to be 8-1. and one. They're going to be looking ahead to the SEC Championship. Tennessee's going to be a good team this year. They're going to be a really good team this year. Um, but they're not going to be as good as Alabama, and they are going to walk into Neyland Stadium and get hit by Rocky Top. Tennessee's going to be playing with nothing to lose, everything to gain, really. Um, I mean, if they win this game, they potentially get into a New Year's Six Bowl. So I think Tennessee beats Florida in this game. So Florida goes 8-2. and two. Um, Georgia, just to let you guys know, I think they go 8-2 and two as well, but their losses are going to come to Bama and Florida. So Florida gets the tiebreaker there. Um, and then the SEC Championship. Originally, I had um, Florida winning it over Bama, but that was back when Florida's schedule was the easiest thing on the planet. And I think they were going to be a little more hyped up. At this point, they've just taken their second loss. They really don't have much to play for. Um, either way, they're just going to a New Year's Six Bowl, nothing more, nothing less. And Alabama's going to be vying for a playoff spot, and they're going to take it out on the Gators. And I think Alabama's going to be your SEC champion. So, yeah, there you have it. My conference winners, Western Kentucky, Appalachian State, UCF, Iowa State, Clemson, and Alabama. So, with that, I will go ahead and move into my top 25 for the season. This top 25 um, isn't... As I said, it's not a preseason. It's what the top 25 is going to look like after conference championship weekend. Um, so this is going into selection weekend. Just because I feel like I've, I'd be able to analyze the teams a lot more, a lot better. And um, just th this is going to be a good overview of how everyone's season is going to go. So, um, and then... I wanted to do an episode on every conference, but there's still games getting released. Um, and the ACC, there's just not enough time. I really want to do that one because that's the last Power 5 team or conference that I have to talk about. But there's just not enough time. Um, but I did do predictions for every single game for the season. So, number 25, I actually have kind of a Cinderella team being Southern Miss. Southern Miss has a really easy schedule. They have decent returning production. They were a solid team last year. They went 7-6. and six. Um, But I think they're going to take big strides from last year. Um, really, there's four games that are tough for them. Liberty on the road might be tough, but they lose Antonio Gandy-Golden. Louisiana Tech at home, but it's at home for them, and they lose um, Amika Robertson. And then they have Western Kentucky and UAB both on the road. Western Kentucky's defense is locked down, and UAB is UAB. They're 
so much better, I think, than everyone in that division. Um, and I think that they lose to UAB. But still, 10-2, and two, um, that gets that's enough to get them into the top 25 with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 not playing. Next, uh, at number 24, is Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, I think, will go 8-2. and two, And look, the committee loves the American. They really do. Um, and I think 8-2 and two is going to be enough to get an American team into the top 25. They haven't scheduled every single game yet, so this is just based on what they have scheduled so far. But I th again, I think they slip up in two spots. I think it's SMU and UCF. But those are the conference champions, or the divisional champions. So that's nothing to scoff at. Um, their two losses, or their they're going to have good wins against teams like Memphis, uh, against Army, Temple on the road. I think Houston might be able to do something. Um, so yeah, Cincinnati is number 24. Um, number 23, I have, um, I have LSU. Yeah, you went from the best team potentially of all time to number 23 in like a year. How does that feel? Um, I think this team goes six and four. I think they lose to Florida. As I said, Florida, I think is going to be very good with Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, um, is that his name? Kyle Pitts. Tight end. I don't think his first name's Kyle, but Pitts. Um, I apologize. I think they're going to lose to them on the road. Swamp's going to be a tough place to play. At Auburn, I think LSU might be a bit more talented, but at Auburn, I mean, I, I think Auburn's going to want to get a win over them. They played them really close last year. Alabama, um, because it's Bama. And then at Texas A&M. Uh, again, 12th man's going to be a tough place to play. Um, Kellen Mond is amazing. That team's returning production is off the charts. Um, so, yeah, LSU goes to 23, goes 6-4. and four. Number 22, Kentucky. Kentucky will be ranked higher than LSU. How does that feel? Um, they will also be 6-4, and four, but the big deal for them is that win over Alabama. Um, I think their other three losses are going to come to Florida, Tennessee, and Auburn, um, you know, they share, you know, look at similar opponents. I mean, Alabama, Florida, and Auburn. Okay, LSU goes 0-3 against them. Kentucky goes 1-2. and um, I think it's going to be a big deal for Kentucky, and I think they get the nod over LSU. At number 21, I have UAB. How does it feel? You are ranked lower. I'm really just digging on LSU. I don't mind LSU. It's just fun to mess with them. I think UAB goes 10-2. and two. Um, I think they lose to Miami on the road. Miami's going to be a very good team. And as I said, I think they lose to Western Kentucky in the conference championship. UAB is going to be good. They're going to be very good. But, um, I mean, ranked team, you know, nothing to scoff at. I'm sorry if I'm kind of soaring through these. I don't want you guys to sit here for four hours nobody wants that at number 20 i have appalachian state um app state is easily the best team in the sun belt i mean it doesn't it it's not even close um i think again they go 10 and 2 they have some solid wins against louisiana twice um georgia southern is not going to be a bad win arkansas state's Georgia State, they will lose twi to, twice to Marshall and Coastal Carolina, but Marshall's not going to be terrible. I think they were actually just sitting on the right on the outside of the top 25. Um, Coastal Carolina's not going to be bad. That's going to be more of a big upset. But I think App State will be um, there at number 20. Number 19, I have SMU. Um, they will go 10-3. and three. Yes, they have more losses than some of those other teams, but it's the American, and everyone loves the American, especially if you are in the inconsistent playoff committee, who doesn't make any sense, because this is not my rankings. This is what I think they're going to look like. Yeah, I said it. I think the playoff committee is annoying. They will go 10-3. and three. I think they lose on the road at TCU. This is a really close game. This is, I mean, this is probably the toughest game for me to decide, but I think... The home field gives them a little bit. Um, they could win, but I think home field revenge factor, it's a little bit heavy for them. Uh, and then I think they lose to Temple. It's Look, it's a Thursday game. It's on the road. Temple pulls off an upset against someone every year. Beat Memphis last year. And it's a short week. You know how I feel about these short week games. 
I think Temple wins that. And then they lose in the conference championship to UCF. But these are all really good teams. Again, I think UC, I'm giving it away a little bit. UCF and TCU are going to be ranked. Um, and they're going to have good quality wins against Cincinnati, who was also just, or no, they're 24. So they have a win over a ranked team. Um, and Memphis, who's going to be decent this year. So yeah, uh, at number 18, I have Western Kentucky. Um, Western Kentucky also goes 8-2. and two. But I think that you can't put SMU above them because Western Kentucky won their division. And Western Kentucky at this point in the season won't have lost since October 17th. They'll be sitting on a seven-game winning streak. Their only losses will be to UAB, who's ranked 21, that they will avenge, and then to Louisville, who also will be ranked. I'll get into that. They'll have good quality wins against Liberty, um, BYU, Southern Miss, who's also ranked. They will have two ranked wins, guys. I mean, that's that's nothing to scoff at. That's FAU, who will be, they'll be okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, at number 17, um, I think, is going to be Miami, Florida. There's a lot of hype surrounding Miami. Um, I haven't given, I haven't gone completely headfirst into it, but I think they're going to be good this year. Uh, they're ranked really high just because there's not a lot of teams playing. Uh, I think they go 8-3. and three. Um, the three games I think they will lose. I think they lose to Louisville. Um, Louisville's going. Louisville's going to be insane. Um, I mean, if anyone, I, I mean, just Louisville's going to be really good. Um, I think they'll lose that game. I think they'll lose at Clemson because Clemson is Clemson, and Clemson will do Clemson things. And then they will lose to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, despite losing Caleb Farley, I still think is one of the best defenses in the ACC. Uh, they have really, really good returning production. Um, and it's on the road. So they go 8-3, and three, but they will have quality wins. They'll have beaten Pitt. They'll have beaten UAB, who's ranked. And I think they beat North Carolina, as I said before, um, who's also ranked. They have two ranked wins. So they get to number 17. At number 16, I have the team that beat Miami, Louisville. Same record, 8-3, and three, but I give them a bit of the edge just because they beat Miami. Um... I think they also lose three games. I think they lose at home to Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech's going to be really good this year. Um, I think they lose on the road to Notre Dame because Notre Dame is going to be very, very solid this year with Ian Book at quarterback. And I think they get upset by Georgia Tech, and here's why. Yes, I know, same deal, on the road, short week, blah, 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 blah. Also, it's look, I know they have a bye week to prep, but it's right before Notre Dame. And Georgia Tech at this point, I think, is going to have a win. Like a single win. No. They will not be they will not have a win. They will be defeated. And Georgia Tech will be 3-0. and And they're gonna be like, hey, let's look ahead to Notre Dame. And Georgia Tech's gonna be all like, no. Georgia Tech has really, really high returning production. They're second in the nation. I think only to Northwestern, who's not even playing. So really they have the best returning production in the nation. And I think that's going to get to Louisville. I mean, remember, Georgia Tech beat Miami last year. So I think they lose those three games and come in at number 16. At number 15, I have Virginia Tech. They're ranked higher than Louisville and Miami because, well, they beat Louisville and Miami. Uh, I think this team will have, again, a very good defense like they have in the past. And I think they lose three games. I think they lose to North Carolina. Uh, and I think they lose to Clemson because Clemson is Clemson. And I think they get upset by Pitt. Pitt is just a really kind of inconsistent team. I mean, you look at last year's schedule. I mean, I don't know how you do this. You beat UCF, and then you struggle against Delaware. You almost knock down Penn State, and then you lose to Miami. You, you, how, you, I don't even know what is happening Pitt does not make sense. Nothing they do makes sense. Then, like, how, how? I don't know. And then you, like, struggle against Eastern, Eastern Michigan. You beat them by four. And you still beat you. I don't know. But I think Pitt goes on the road and upsets um, Virginia Tech, especially because it's a week before or two weeks before Clemson. Um, so they go 8-3, and three, but they have really quality wins. Uh, they will have beaten Louisville. They will have beaten Miami. Um, they'll beat... NC State, who's not going to be awful. Um, so they have quality wins, and they come in at number 15. At number 14 is Notre Dame. And the reason Notre Dame is this high is because, really, these four ACC teams were 
razor thin and I really just took the records against each other and ranked them. Notre Dame will beat Louisville and will beat um I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Um no, they won't beat Miami. They don't play Miami. But they will have beaten Louisville. Um and I I think they take three losses. I think they lose to North Carolina on the road. Uh we you know already discussed this and I think they lose to Clemson. And like Louisville, I think they will lose to Georgia Tech. Same same deal, different story. Georgia Tech at this point will be one and five. One and five. Their one win will be the upset over Louisville. They have a bye week, or no, I'm sorry, two and four. They're going to beat Boston College. The week before Notre Dame, they have Boston College, which Boston College is a joke. And then they have a bye week afterwards, Notre Dame. Before Georgia Tech has Pitt, who could be a potential upset, and after they have on the road at Clemson, they're going to overlook this game. Again, it's the same deal with Louisville. Georgia Tech is insane returning production. It's on the road. Notre Dame better watch out. But I still think they come in at 14. Then, number 13, I, I just want to tell you guys that I promise I did not come into this thinking that I would rank this team that high. You listened to my reviews in previous episode. I ranted on this team so much. I said they were going to be horrible, and I was wrong because I looked at the stats. Please forgive me. At number 13, I have TCU. Yes, TCU is going to be good. Please forgive me. I have them going 7-3, and three, and the reason I have them ranked so high is because of a winning streak they're going to put together. I think they will start out 2-3. and three. They'll beat SMU, they'll lose to Iowa State at home, they'll lose to Texas on the road, and they'll lose to Oklahoma. They'll beat Kansas State, and then they're not going to stop winning. They're going to beat Baylor, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and at Kansas. And then they're going to have a game against a Oklahoma State team who might be in the top 25. They're going to beat them. It's at home. TCU, I think, is going to beat Oklahoma State. They have a really good three-headed monster coming in with Max Duggan, J.D. Spielman, and Zach Evans, but it's going to take some time to get that put together, and that's why I think they're going to start out 2-3 and three and then go 7-3. and three. And that winning streak is going to be able to help boost them that high. SMU, I think, is a toss-up, and it's going to be close, but if you have that win against a ranked team, you're going to have a close win against Oklahoma State, and I think they're still going to play Oklahoma really close. Um, I think they're going to be ranked pretty high. Then at number 12, I have the Texas A&M Aggies. Again, this was a team that I really didn't want to drink the Kool-Aid of, but just the facts didn't lie. Um, this team, as I've talked about, has insane, insane returning production. They're 16th in the nation um, overall, and then... 17th with offense, 37th with defense. And this team went 8-5 and five last year, but their five losses were to Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Auburn. They lost to the number one team three times. Three times. A quarter of their game. It was the number one team. That's insane. Um, again, I think they go 7-3. and three. I think they lose to Alabama on the road. I think they lose to Tennessee on the road. Um, just because I think this is a toss-up for me. Um, and I think Tennessee's going to get a small edge just with that home field advantage, and I think they lose on the road to Auburn. Again, toss-up. Auburn's really just always had Texas A&M's number. Uh, I can't think of the last time that Texas A&M beat Auburn off the top of my head, um, but they're going to have some good quality wins. They're going to beat LSU, who will be 23, and as I said, they're going to beat Florida, who's going to be very high-ranked. Um, so yeah, Texas A&M, I think, is going to put together a really solid year. Then at number 11, uh, same deal with those ACC teams. Um, I just looked between Texas A&M and Tennessee. Well, okay, yeah, Tennessee is my number 11 team. Um, and I give them a bit of a nod over Texas A&M just because of head-to-head -head record. And I'm sorry, I know it's kind of like all these conferences are kind of clumped together in the same area. I didn't mean that. It kind of just happened. Um, but yeah, number 11, Tennessee. Uh, I think they go 7-3. and three. I think they lose to Georgia uh, on the road. I think they lose to Alabama, and I think they lose on the road to Auburn um, because the last time they went to Auburn, they won, and Auburn's going to remember that, and they're going to be mad, and Auburn's going to be like, hey, no, not again. But they're going to have some really quality wins. They're going to beat uh, number 
what will end up being number 22 Kentucky and a high-ranked Florida. I don't want to give away their ranking yet, but Tennessee's going to be good. Um, they're kind of getting that Nebraska hype, finish the season strong and get pumped up for next year. So we'll see what happens, but I think Tennessee's going to be very solid this year. Moving into my top 10. At number 10, I have Auburn. Um, everyone loves Auburn, except me, because I'm a Bama fan, but I don't I, I don't know. Uh, I think they lose three games. I think they lose um, Alabama on the road. I think they lose at Georgia. Just That could be a close game. I will say that they're going to play Georgia very close because Georgia's still going to be figuring things out especially at the quarterback position. I don't know if they're going to have JT Daniels or Jamie Newman or what. But I think Georgia at home with Kirby Smart's coaching is going to be enough to give them the win there. And uh, so, yeah, I think Auburn ends up being 7-3, and three, gets ranked ninth, Or, I'm sorry, 10th. Then at number 9 is Georgia. Georgia, as I said before, I think takes two losses, I think to Florida and Alabama. But they do put together some quality wins against uh, top 15 Tennessee, top 10 Auburn, Kentucky. Um, so I, I give them the win. Or not the win. What? No. Incorrect. Um, I give them the number nine ranking. Just their play style doesn't really run well with the SEC. Um, they can be very good, but they just fall short against some teams. You know, that... that they just can't play from behind. I know that's cliche with Georgia. Everyone says that, but it's true. And I think the gap is closing in the East. Um, so I think they finish number ninth. Then number eight is Florida. I went back and forth on who I should rank higher, but I think I don't think that Florida should be penalized for playing an extra game. They will go eight and three. Um, Again, I think they only lose to Tennessee and Texas A&M in the regular season with Alabama in the SEC championship. But again, they do have some really quality wins against number nine, Florida, number 23, LSU. Um, you know, Ole Miss is going to be okay. Um, they'll beat them. Um. And I think that making it to the SEC Championship is going to boost their ranking a lot. They're preseason number eight, so, I mean, this seems about right. Um, then at number seven, I have the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, they're going to go eight and two, and part of the reason they're ranked so high is I think they're going to rattle off a good winning streak. Um, I think they're actually going to start off two and two. They'll beat Missouri State and Kansas State, but they'll get upset by Iowa State after looking ahead to Texas, and then they're going to lose to Texas. Then they're going to have a bye week to get things fixed, and then we'll go on a six-game winning streak over um, teams like number 13 TCU, or what will end up being number 13 TCU, and a really good Oklahoma State team, um, who, again, they were just on the outside of the um, top 25, too. It was Marshall, Oklahoma State, and Navy who were contenders for this top 25 list, but... Um, I think that, you know, they're going to have a very good offense at the time of the release of the schedule. They won't have lost in like two and a half months. Um, so I think they get ranked pretty high. Um, then at number six, I actually have North Carolina. Um, they could go down to number seven. Um, they and Florida and Georgia are really all interchangeable. Um, but I think North Carolina's extra two games, um, give them a bit of the boost. Um, again, they will have pretty solid wins. Uh, they will have beaten Virginia Tech, who's ranked, Notre Dame, who's ranked, um, Virginia and Florida State, and NC State, who won't be awful. Syracuse, who won't be terrible. Um, and I think they're going to um, play Clemson close, and having those extra two wins is going to be big for them. Then at number five is Texas. Um, Texas, I think, will go 9-2, and two, um, and their only two losses are going to be against very, very good teams. Again, Oklahoma State, as I talked about before, and um, against Iowa State, who you'll find out their ranking in a minute, but they're going to beat some really good teams. They will beat uh, Oklahoma team who finishes in the top 10, a TCU team who finishes in the top 15. So this won't be a bad deal for them. Then the top four I'm going to reveal in a bit of a different way so I can kind of segue. I'm going to segue it into the New Year's Six Bowl predictions. So the top four, 
Um, let's start, how do we want to do this? Let's start with the Rose Bowl. Uh, that's the, this will be the number two versus number three matchup. So at number two in the Rose Bowl, I have Alabama. Uh, as I talked about before, Alabama, I think, will go 10-1. and one. They're going to lose that one game as a slip-up to Kentucky, but they're going to have a lot, and I mean a lot of good wins. They'll have a win against top 15 Texas A&M, top 10 Georgia, top 15 Tennessee, top 25 LSU, and top 10 Auburn. That's six ranked wins and top 10 Florida. Um, I mean, that's—I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's six— Top 25 wins. That's insane. Um, they're going to be 10-1. and one. The only reason they're not going to be number one is because of you'll find out who the number one team is in a sec. Um, they're going to be amazing on offense. Um, so, yeah. And then the number three seed. Um, until the schedule was changed, I didn't think this team was going to make the playoffs or come anywhere close. But at number three, I have Iowa State. Iowa State's schedule is cupcake. I mean, it's nothing. Um, and again, I think that o Oklahoma upset is going to be big for them. They have a bye week before Oklahoma State, a bye week before TCU, and they're going to lose to Texas and avenge that loss. They'll go 10-1, and one, but I think that Alabama is still going to be quite a bit better for them and kind of embarrass them in the Rose Bowl. But this is still the best season Iowa State's ever had. They've never had a 10-win season. So, I mean, I think, so yeah, that's my Rose Bowl prediction. And then the Sugar Bowl. Number one versus number four. So the number one team, I think it's a no-brainer, uh, is Clemson. Just their preseason number one. They're going to run the table pretty easily. Have some good wins. Uh, Miami, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina are all going to be ranked at the end of the season. This team will be 12-0, and 0, so they'll have the most games out of any of these teams and the most wins in the country um, by quite a bit, actually. Um, they'll have two more wins than anyone um and so they hit the number one spot easily and the number four spot if you haven't figured it out yet UCF I think UCF is going to make the playoffs and well that's just because okay I looked at this from really every angle okay there's no other power five conference champions there's five other teams that I really think could make a case Texas maybe but they have less wins they have two more losses and they lost the week before. North Carolina, same number of wins, two, two, but they've lost two consecutive weeks. Oklahoma, they didn't even go to their conference championship. Florida, again, eight and three, but that's three losses. And you've lost in two consecutive weeks. And Georgia, you didn't even come close to your conference championship. And, you, you know, you beat, you didn't even beat Florida. This is your worst season in a while, and every team below that has three or more losses. So UCF is really a no-brainer. Um, they're going to be 10-0, and 0, and they may have more games scheduled. Again, FIU is on the schedule, but we just don't know when. Um, so they're going to be at least 10-0, and 0, and I think they'll come in as the four seed. However, I do think Clemson is still quite a bit better than UCF. Um, I never thought I'd say this, but they could overlook... The playoff game, Clemson could, and UCF could upset them. Um, I will say that that's a possibility, but I think Clemson's still better, and I think the national championship will be Clemson versus Alabama. They will play for the fifth time in the last seven years. Oh, it's repetitive. Um, number one, Clemson versus number two, Bama. I think Bama wins the national championship. It's weird. Before COVID, I didn't even think Bama was going to make the playoffs. And now I have them winning the national championship because I'm learning more. You can't give Saban time. They're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. So Alabama will be your 2020 national champion. Um, so yeah, that is my top 25. And then as far as the other New Year's Six Bowls go, this was actually pretty easy because it's nice because this year, again, the playoff is the Rose and the Sugar. And those are two of the three bowl games that have, like, you need to have these teams play. The Rose is Pac-12 versus Big Ten. And the Sugar is Big 12 versus SEC. Um, and the last one where it's like two teams have to be in it, it's the Orange Bowl where it has to be ACC versus Big 10 or SEC, but SEC and ACC are already playing. That's easy. Fiesta, Cotton, and Peach are all at-large bids. Um, now, there doesn't have to be a group of five team in one of those four bowl games since there's a group of five team in the playoffs. So um, I just took the top 
eight remaining teams actually had to take one out and replace one um, with a lower a team that wasn't top eight. I'll get to that in a sec because, well, there were five SEC teams and we don't want SEC versus SEC. So I'll go through the bowl games. Um, I really, outside of the Orange Bowl, um, I just did the three best matchups I thought I could find with the remaining teams. So the Orange Bowl, I think, will be um, North Carolina versus Tennessee. I think the last remaining... It's really the worst of the best of the SEC teams goes to the Orange Bowl. Um, and then it has to be an ACC team. North Carolina is that team um, by a decent bit. I mean, the next highest ranked ACC team is Notre Dame, which is 14. Um, so I think North Carolina goes to the Orange Bowl against Tennessee. I think North Carolina's going to be mad after losing two straight, and I don't think they're going to want to lose another. Uh, they're going to be quite a bit better than Tennessee. And I think they get the win in the Orange Bowl against Tennessee. Then, um, the last three bowl games. First, um, I'll just go from lowest matchup to highest matchup. So, the Fiesta Bowl, I think, will be Auburn versus TCU. Yeah, TCU. Um, Texas A&M would have been the last of the eight teams. But, again, there's five SEC teams, so I just knocked the lowest one out and replaced it with the next highest team, which is TCU. Um, I think this is going to be a very fun game. Um you know, Auburn's going to be ranked very high. Their defense is going to be good, but TCU's offense is going to be rocking. Uh, and I think TCU actually will have enough to upset um, Auburn for a Fiesta Bowl win, um, which is going to be great for Gary Patterson. So give me the Horned Frogs in that one. Then the Cotton Bowl, um, number seven, Oklahoma versus number nine, Georgia. I put this because we all remember that Rose Bowl in 2017. That was fun. This is going to be really fun. You got that Georgia defense versus that Oklahoma offense. Um, I frankly I frankly have Oklahoma winning here. Georgia does tend to blow it in big games like this. Um, and I think Oklahoma is going to be rolling. Um, even though they didn't make the playoffs, I think they're still going to be motivated to try to win this game. Um, and Lincoln Riley, wow. Lincoln Riley gets his first bowl win how crazy is that um in the cotton bowl and then the peach bowl i have texas versus florida because i think you got to have the conference runners up runner-ups part of me wanted to say i'll give it to florida because florida i think will be a more talented team and they're not going to want to lose three straight but God, i'm sorry there are there are three teams right now that run college football alabama Clemson, and Texas in a bowl game. Texas in a bowl game is the best team in the nation. I don't know what they do, but it doesn't matter. They will beat you in a bowl game. So I got to go with Texas here just because of their history. Uh, I think Texas wins the Peach Bowl over the Florida Gators and gets their second New Year's Six Bowl win in three years, which is insane. Um. So, yeah, that is my New Year's Six Bowl predictions. Um, and with that, I'll, if you're still here, I know this is a long episode. Um, I'll go ahead and start talking about week one now that I'm done with the preseason. So there's nine games to kick off week one, um, two on Thursday, six on Saturday and one on Labor Day Monday, you know, not the week one we wanted or expected, but it's something. Um, and there's a couple fun games here. Uh, the first one, Thursday night, will be Central Arkansas State at UAB. This could be interesting. Uh, Central Arkansas is not a bad team. Uh, they won 11-4 last year in the FCS. They just beat Austin P for the uh, FCS Guardian kickoff. And, I mean, who knows? This could be interesting, but I think UAB is still quite a bit better than Central Arkansas. They got them at home. Um, give me UAB here. Um in the first FBS game of the season. Um, then um, you have also on Thursday night, Southern Miss versus South Alabama. South Alabama had a good end of the season last year. I'll admit, they started out 1-10, had nothing to lose, and then beat Arkansas State, who wasn't... I mean, they were a decent group of five teams. They went 8-5. and five. Um, But South Alabama is still South Alabama. Um... I mean, their, their returning production is meh, it's 60th in the nation. Um, Southern Miss is a bit lower, but Southern Miss is a better team. They get them at home. Um, and, you know, ESPN is giving 
Um, Southern Miss, about a 75% chance to win this game. So give me, uh, give me the Southern Miss, uh, what is it, the Golden Hawks um, in this game. Then we move to Saturday, Eastern Kentucky at Marshall. I'll admit, I haven't given Eastern Kentucky much of a look, but Marshall, I think, is going to be a very good team this year. The only reason they didn't make it into the top 25 is because of lack of games. I think they go 8-1, and one, losing only to Western Kentucky. But, um, you know, if you look at um, Eastern, or sorry, Marshall's chances of winning, it's a 95% chance. It's at Marshall. I think Marshall wins this pretty easily. Then Middle Tennessee State at Army. I think this is the most evenly matched game of the season, or of the week, I apologize. Army's only like a three-point favorite. Um, I think MTSU is going to be way better than they were last year. Um, I mean, they won the Conference USA East, like, what, two years ago? Um, they're not going to be horrible. They're not going to be a pushover. Um, but I think Army's going to try to want to get back to being a good team. You know, they dipped from, what was it, 11 and 2 to 5 and 8 last year. Um, and I think they're going to want to get back on top. They got it at West Point. Give me the Black Knights here. Then SMU at Texas State. I'm sorry, Texas State. SMU is going to be one of the best group of five teams in the nation. Texas State is kind of a joke. Um, I mean, it, it sucks. But, and their returning production is nothing. It's like 118 in the nation. Um, SMU is insane. Give me SMU here. Then you have Houston Baptist at North Texas. North Texas, I don't think is going to be able to get back on top like they were a couple years ago. Um, but I think they're still going to be good enough to beat this FCS team. Um, the the point spread hasn't come out yet, but UNT is like a 95% chance to win. It's at home. I think UNT gets the win here. Then, okay, this is probably the game of the week. Arkansas State at Memphis. Um, Memphis is going to take a small drop-off. Um, Arkansas State was 8-5 and five last year, as I said before. Memphis is a 19-point favorite. I think that's really high. If you're betting on this, I'd bet Arkansas State. I'm not, I don't think they're going to win. I think Memphis is going to win, but it's going to be close. It's going to be probably 14 points, 17 at the most. But put your money on Arkansas State. If you're going on the betting line, pick Arkansas State. This could be an upset. I'm picking Memphis because it's at home. Memphis is a better team, but be careful. Next is Stephen F. Austin at UTEP. I'm going to roll with the upset here. Stephen F. Austin wasn't a great team last year, but they almost beat UTEP last year. Like, they lost by two. And UTEP, I'm sorry, UTEP is a joke. UTEP is a joke. They've had, like, two wins in the last two years. They lost to Northern Arizona pretty badly a couple years ago. I mean, I got to roll with the upset here. I very rarely pick FCS teams to win. I think when it was just the regular 29, the, before COVID scheduling, the only two FCS wins I guessed were I thought North Dakota State was going to be Oregon. I thought Maine was going to be UConn. So I don't pick them often, but I got to roll with um, SFA here. Finally. This actually might be the game of the week. I'm sorry. BYU at Navy. The spread has been getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and it is even money now. This is close. BYU, but the thing is, BYU is inconsistent. They beat Boise State last year, but they lost to Toledo. They beat USC, but they lost to South Florida. They beat Tennessee, but you lose to Hawaii. I don't know how you do this. What is going on? Um... And I think traveling, I mean, this is the far, BYU is the farthest west any team is playing this year. And you have to travel all the way to Maryland. Um, these military schools are going to be rocking. Navy is going to take a small drop off this year, um, losing Malcolm Perry. But I think that Navy is still just a very consistent program. I got to roll with Navy here. Just because I think they're all around a better team. So yeah, that is my, those are my week one picks. That is my long um, preseason spiel. I'd split this in the two episodes, but I mean, that'd be a 52 minute episode and then like a seven minute episode. Usually my week by week analysis, um, will be longer just cause I'll talk about the previous week too. I'll talk about teams that have been knocked out of conference championships, rankings, stuff like that, but not all of that's out right now. So there is, um, my season overview and my week one overview. Um, I, I, I really am happy 
that we've made it this far. Um, I didn't think we would, to be honest. Um, I mean, I I saw the Big Ten and um, Pac-12 cancel, and I thought that I thought that the Big Twelve would be right behind, and then once they fell, so would the other two. Um, and I I can't believe we made it. Um, playoffs still planning on happening since more than half the teams are playing. And I'm here for it, guys. I mean, we did it, and we're here. So um, with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the center of college football, signing out.